Hello, welcome back. It's Martha and you're listening to Just Another Drama Queen. I really hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you are, let me know because as always, it really does mean the world to get your feedback. But sit back, relax and enjoy this episode with my dear friend, Jacob. Oh, hey boo, you're here. Hello. How are you, honey? I'm good, how are you? I'm good. There's always a stress of getting people, that, especially when I record an episode with somebody that's like overseas and I have to do it on this app because I'm just sitting here waiting for them to come in <laughs> and then you finally come in I'm like, oh, hi. <laughs> hey, it's me. Hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Today, I have one of my most fabulous friends in the world, uh, <laughs> Jacob Clark, uh, actor. Would you still say you're an actor? I think so. I think that was drilled into us for long enough. Yeah. Yeah, you have to. Artist, writer. Uh, mm. Mm. Writer mainly. Would you go more by writer now? Or is that like the the, the dream title? Or that, I think so. I mean, I I think if you start telling people you're something, in a way they start believing you and treating you like, and in the way you start believing yourself. Like <laughs> there's so many times that I'm just like, ugh, you know, you need a little bit of self-love mm. so do if you... I go around telling people yeah I'm a writer they're like oh and I'm like oh to myself I'm like yes I know what you mean because I get I get really embarrassed I don't know why I do I need to stop doing it like when people are like talking and I'm in a group and I've met new people and I'm like oh what do you do they're like oh I'm in finance and I'm like oh nice okay and then they're like what do you do and I'm like I'm an actor and they're um... like excuse, excuse me and I'm like I'm like, I want to be an actor like why can't I not just be like I'm an actor? Why can't I just say it with my chest yeah. and be like I'm an actor? Yeah, just say it with confidence, and then this is what all those people. Well, this is what this is what that whole drama school cycle circle sort of drilled into us. You know, like you you couldn't go into those auditions and be like, I think I'm going to do Romeo. You have to be <laughs> like, Hi, I'm doing Romeo. You're going to take me. Yeah, literally, you have yeah. to just say it with your chest. Well, yeah. I mean, to, to explain to people first, obviously, who you are and how we know each other. Um, as actually a few people I've had on the podcast now, I've had, obviously, Tom Cherry, Shanez. Um, so, third person, I think, am I wrong? Is there someone else? If there is, I apologise. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you are, we met at East 15 as well. We met when we did the foundation course at East 15, back when we were 19 years old and babies. Yes. It is. And I'm so glad that we met. Um, Me too. I can very clearly remember the day we met. So we were, um, I think it was like one of the first, well, of course, it was one of the first few days of the course. And there was this sort of, uh, would it be a a fountain or like a sort of, do you remember that sort of pond outside the library room? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I remember sitting there and we were sort of talking to a group and then you came in and you were like uh, chain puffing away. <laughs> Don't know if I'm supposed to be saying this. <laughs> and funny. I thought, this is amazing. This is one girl who's not here like, la, 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 la. <laughs> you just came in smoking This is cigarettes. one girl that's not taking her health seriously. <laughs> <laughs> this is one girl. <laughs> that's not what I meant. But yes, this is one girl who doesn't give a shit, and I love it. <laughs> so true, so true. No, I but I really loved it, and uh, and we bossed that year. That year was incredible for both of us. We did, and our, our friendship yeah. flourished, and obviously we also learned a lot about ourselves. 
we uh, did, and yeah. what we wanted to do with our lives. Because I think actually, funnily enough, obviously from me and you speaking over the last like week or so, and me finding out that you've gone back into university, which we'll get on to more later. But the fact that we've kind of both done the same thing since then. Like a lot of people obviously came out of there and went on and either like completely cut it off and did something completely different or went straight back into um, education again and did like a three-year course, like a degree. But me and you kind of uh, seemed like we... Yeah, yeah we, we had a similar... the same path. Yeah, we did. Which I think... The thing is that they were always were saying at drama school, which is ironic now. I mean, I'm very happy for you that you are still doing it, but <clears throat> sorry, it's a, it's a, it's ironic now that um, that I'm not going back to drama school. But when I first, or and I'm guessing you too, when we first sort of uh, went off traveling after our foundation year, I was thinking to myself, "Oh, this is going to be great. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna." You get all this experience and all this all that this life experience that life they're begging experience us to that get. they keep on asking us to get and then I'm going to come back in there and then I'm going to then yeah ironically I didn't actually go back in there but I I still to this day think I'd, I'd like to think that that we definitely did get this life experience that they were asking us to get whether we're doing something with it or not <laughs> who knows but <laughs> who knows? we we definitely did uh well, I mean, the thing is, though, I went and got the, I got a hell of a lot, well, for a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old, I got a hell of a lot of experience for travelling for a year, and then went back and was still like, mm, sorry, not enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, sorry, go back really? for another five years, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, see you in five years' time. <laughs> I don't Literally. know, I, I don't know, I mean, I think... The more we were looking, I also think this is something that happened after a while. Maybe it clicked. The m- we spent so much time looking to impress them, you know. So it'd be like, and and this sounds so corny, and you can write it and put it on a fridge magnet if you want. <laughs> but the, I think that I think the re- oh my god, this sounds so corny. I can't believe I'm going to say this. The real life experience started when we stopped trying to do it for somebody else and we started just living life. But as soon as you start actually like realizing, no, just like do your thing, live your life. If they want you, if they want you, if they don't want you, fuck it. Yeah, I think you just have to kind of like do it for yourself, really. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I've definitely learned is like do something for yourself and make a decision that's going to like benefit you. Don't like go in and try and impress well, obviously, you need to impress people if you want to get jobs and want to get auditions and stuff. But like, I'm like, here, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay. I don't care. Can I have a cigarette? <laughs> can I smoke oh, in here? Can I smoke in here, please? <laughs> um, so, first question then that I want to get onto maybe yes. is to do to do with acting and stuff like that is why why did you get into acting? Like, what what was your kind of like? I'm going to go and do this. Like how old were you when you first realized and what was the kind of path you kind of maybe working up to getting into East 15? Um, I remember this is, <laughs> oh my gosh, I would smack myself so hard if I was there. I remember I, had, <laughs> this is not the reason, but this is one of the, er, the, the, the first memories of me thinking, oh, I, I actually want to do this. Was I was, um, I had just watched Mamma Mia and <laughs> I was in my kitchen giving my mother a heartfelt rendition of um, Does Your Mother Know That You're Out? 
And I remember performing the shit out of that song. And then, I mean, I wasn't very good. I mean, I still can't sing for... But I remember thinking, look at me. <laughs> Give me a golden globe she? right now. Who is she? <laughs> Little starlet coming out of nowhere. <laughs> so I... Um, so I what, you just, thinking... you, just, you just applied to the <laughs> So I, after that, I just thought, well, that's it. I called Jerry and I said, hey, got a spot? No, what actually happened, I just, I just remember thinking like, okay, I like doing this. And then um, I was homeschooled before I started. uh, So basically when I, when I went to do my A-levels, I'm guessing people that listen to your podcast are in, on, yeah, all over the world, but they will know the English school system. So Mm When I went to do my A-levels, I also had the option of doing a B-tech. And before this, like until like 16, I was homeschooled. So there was no glee club or acting lessons or school theater performances, nothing like that. And I remember thinking, this is probably, I'll probably, uh, this is going to be an answer to maybe another question later on. But I remember thinking, I just want to go all in all in. So I, instead of doing A-levels where I did like three or four subjects, I did like two years between 16 and 18, like my entire B-Tech which was just one level three B-Tech of acting. So, mm-hmm. and then I went on to, to, after that I went on to E15 and, uh, and that. So I remember thinking it started off with a mix of like, oh, I'm good at this. I like this. And I yeah, just threw myself into it. Really, and then I and then I ended up at E15, and then then ended up nowhere else. <laughs> then ended and then up I working in the gay store, yeah, and then I just threw it all away. And then just <laughs> threw it all away. <laughs> no. No. no, but I think it's nice because I think that's the same thing. Really, it's like for me, I found that I was like, oh, I'm good at this, and I'm not, and I enjoy it, but I I don't really enjoy doing anything else, and I can't picture myself doing anything else. And yeah. I'm not very good at anything else. So I might as well just kind of give this a go and see what happens. And I found that I was the most comfortable when doing this. So that's why I was just like, hey, let's run with it and see where it goes. Yeah. And now we're still here, trying, scratching yeah. away, trying. It's good, though. I'm so proud of you for still trying. I mean, it's so... If you find something... Like, this is where I was really happy as well. Um, and we can move into this later, of course. But when I started doing writing... It was like, oh, thank God there is something else out there that gives me maybe not the same, but a different sort, like same same level of satisfaction, different sort of feeling. I don't, you know, when I'm on... on um, because, I think it's still, because I think it's still creative. You're still feeling yeah. creative. I think that's the thing. You're not kind of going off and be, doing something that's not completely, just completely different, like academic. Like you're doing something that is still creative. You're writing. So... Yeah. I guess that it would still give you that same kind of like feeling, and uh, yeah. I can't think of the word. What's the word? Satisfaction or yes, satisfaction of of doing something work wise like that. Yeah, like a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sure. you moved to. Correct me if I'm wrong. I remember you. You wanted you moved from London to Amsterdam, which is where you obviously still are now. Yes. Um. What was the reason for you moving there? Because I remember it was for a creative reason. Yeah. So, uh, and this is also, it's the reason I moved here and also the reason I got into writing. So it was kind of this one, um, 
transition, I guess, from one one chapter to the next in my life. Oh. Um, ooh, um, <laughs> I I moved here because I was thinking. So we had a teacher at East Fifteen. Uh, do you remember Ian? Yeah. Oh, amazing you... teacher. Amazing, amazing. I think we've already spoken about him in the podcast with me and Tom Cherry. I think we actually also said you. So I think you... like, he, he is like a. He should uh, be a star on the podcast now because he's been. He's an absolutely. Oh my god, I would love to meet him again. He was so scary, but so brilliant. And and then when you get to know him, he's not scary. He's just it's just his Scottish accent that sounds yeah. <laughs> scary, but it's not intimidating. But he's intimidating—that's not... the word. But uh, no, um, and he once said something which it's very not very often that when somebody says something. It sticks in my head and the quote. You know when people are quoting like to their children on their dying deathbed, your father once told me. And then yeah. like this is what I'll be telling my children. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, come here. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> he said Just for a little preface, like for people thinking, what on earth are we talking about? Ian was one of our directors at East 15. He had he was a Scottish man. He had a very Scot- uh, heavy Scottish accent. And, and a big ginger beard match. A big ginger beard. And he was like, he had such an intimidating aura around him. But he was like one of the most brilliant men ever. And he was. Really talented and really like, uh, he, he's very inspiring with the things that he said. Because like, he'd be fucking straight to the point And like, you'd think that you're going to shit yourself because you're so like nervous <laughs> about what's going to come out of his mouth next. If he's going to tear you down. But everything he said, was like, oh, it's really hit home with me there, Ian. You're a babe. So yeah. carry on anyway. That's just a little preface for people so they don't have a fucking clue what we're <laughs> just talking about. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I um, uh, he said very clearly at one point, he said, if you don't, oh, well, probably not very clearly because I don't know how to say I'm mixing it up already. He said <laughs> something along the lines of, <laughs> if you can't, <laughs> if you can't get work, make it. Like yeah, and I remember thinking. So when I graduated, uh, when uh, nobody wanted me, so I thought, <laughs> okay, you know what? But yeah, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make my work. So I moved to Amsterdam with this uh, intention. Well, not just intention. I actually started doing it when I when I came here, which was to write a play. Um, and I was going to. It was going to be a verbatim play, and also interestingly, because we did a verbatim. With Ian, actually, it all ties in. We did verbatim with Ian in our project because we mixed that one play, which I forget the title of, about little, the, what was the little girl and her brother, and then the the, the, um, the maid. Oh, I have no idea what it was called. But Do you yeah. remember that? One, I, that I one. remember that one. Yeah. yeah, but then we did the stuff about the stone wall. We did the stuff right. about the stone wall, which was verbatim. So, which is just like literally spoken what they actually said, and then we took that and put it into the context of the story. So, when I came here, I thought, okay, I'm going to use verbatim, and I'm going to interview people about fetish and about psychological things that go behind sex, which I found really fascinating. And Amsterdam is has a huge. I mean not maybe as big as Berlin or other cities in Europe, but it has a huge um, fetish scene, or it's very visible. Of course, mm-hmm. you've got the red light district. I mean, everything about sex is very not taboo here. Yeah. So I came here with the intention of writing this uh, really, what I thought was going to be very sort of Edinburgh fringe, groundbreaking performance. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I came here and I wrote some of it, and I interviewed some people, and then 
and then I just ended up staying. And then, and then I think at one point, like what I was just saying earlier, life started happening. You know, I stopped, I stopped doing everything with the purpose of I'm going to do this so I can get back into acting school. I'm going to be, you know. Yeah. I thought, and then, yeah, and then I just I fell in love with Amsterdam, and I fell in love with writing. And I, at one point, I realized, oh, you know, what? I love actually writing, not more than acting, but I, I love the fact that I'm writing something. It's not the fact that I'm writing a play that matters, and it, I just enjoyed that creative, creative side of things as well. Yeah, and then obviously, I mean, what happened to that play? And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it just fell by the wayside. It just fell by the wayside. Oh, what is that? What is that expression, felt by the wayside? Felt by the wayside. I don't know if the wayside is like... I'm, I'm taking it as that it's like a side of a road or a side of like a path. And it's fallen off the path, like fell by ah, the, the wayside. wayside. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, people are listening to this podcast like, this like, fucking no, idiot. Sorry. Who does she think she is? <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> Isn't it? Eh, man, I think... <laughs> I think you're right, but I think I've heard it in a song recently. It's beautiful. Anyways. Um, so uh, the, play, the play's been put the to rest. Play, the play, yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, the play, yeah, I guess I could do it again. I mean, now it's funny enough, now that I, uh, I'm so, I'm to say present in the gay scene, now that I have so much, so many friends and I move in the circles of the gay scene here, I could definitely do my, interviews a lot easier than I did before when I first moved here and I knew no one but mm. um um but but then like things plays plays you hear like writers like they write plays over like the space of like 10 years it's like sometimes yeah. thing yeah. it could just come back to you, I guess in the future and yeah I still have it on a pdf like on my computer it's not being like thrown away it just didn't sort of really finish it I guess but yeah yeah you're right maybe if something ever if I spark up again I could just you could, uh, be, you could be inspired again one day and just pick it up and carry on yeah so one thing then obviously you got went there with the kind of idea of getting into writing writing a play or getting more into writing than into acting and <clears throat> now obviously you've told me that you are studying again so obviously I want to talk about the, how it feels to get back into education because me and you are on the same kind of wavelength, like 25 years old and yeah, back into education studying again when it's normally like quite more of a young person's like teenage kind of situation to get into. Um, <laughs> yeah. But why did you choose to get back into it and study what you're studying? Like what is the kind of, what was the reason for that? Well, I'm studying creative communication. I told you that before, but for the... For the... For the fans listening, um, <laughs> I, I study, I'm studying creative communication and um, why I started studying again, I guess I kept on putting it off. I knew at one point, like I was working in a bar and doing my little fetish interviews and I thought, you know, this is all very jolly good, but at one point I'm going to need a career. Like I can't be like <laughs> 55 at the, at the gay store like, yes, yes, sir. So... <laughs> I, I I knew I had to get myself educated again, and um, and yeah, I kept on putting it off. Like it was how many years? I mean, how many years break? Considering we both, I think we both sort of said when we didn't get in to a BA that year straight after the foundation, we both kind of had the implication that we were going to be gone for a few months, max a year. Yeah. <clears throat> 
So when thinking about that, yeah, I, I put it off a long time because I'm only doing it now. And that was like four years ago. Like but, when did we actually, what, well, five years ago, nearly six, I think. Actually, no, because oh God. We finished. <laughs> was it really? Well, we, we finished it when we, in like June. June. 2016. Yes. Yeah, so... No, no, 2015. 2015, yeah, because I was oh, traveling in 2016. So yeah, it was 2015. So it's been five years, right? Five years. I know. It's been six years next year. Gosh. Oh my god, when I think about that, I think I just wasted my life. But no, I didn't. We're still young, we're still That's the problem, isn't it? Like you literally just I think that's one of the main problems, like going slightly on a tangent and off track here, but like I think especially when you're in like a creative kind of career on a creative career path or wanting to do something creative for work. I feel like there is this kind of race against the clock age-wise of being like, I need to get, I need to be successful as early as possible so that, because they only want me when I'm young and that's when my best work's going to come out and Mm. that's when people are going to want me. And I think that's one of the pressures that I put on myself when I was younger, of the fact that like, I need to be doing, I need to be successful by the time I'm like 25. Like I need to be in there, my face needs to be known. And it's like, uh, I'm 25 now, like, literally, the only person that knows my face is, like, my friends and, like, the postman. Um, <laughs> and that's okay. Like, that's not, that's not a bad thing, you know? Like, yeah, I have, I have realised now that you can actually, you've got your whole life to do these things. Like, you, you hear that sort those stories to try and make yourself feel slightly better. Like, oh, um, what's his name? What's his bloody name? Uh, fuck. Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. He started, like, really late, right? He was like... What's his name? Uh, Something Harrison. No. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Oh, lucky. Uh, Harrison Harrison Ford, literally, it's one of those ones where you try and make... It's like one of those... uh, those tales that people pass around. Like, well, bed- story you tell yourself at bedtime like, as you're quiet. And you're like, oh, yeah. So I've still got like another 20 years in me until I can yeah. be famous. And it's like, I mean, do you even want to be famous? Like when I was 19? Yes, I did. Now, not so much. Yeah. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> I think. Well, I think. I mean, I, maybe we wanted to be famous, but I think E15 was very much. I, I applauded at least the majority of us at E15 for being not the kind of people that were just in it for the fame. And I personally felt that with me and you, like I, E17 is very sort of, and I mean this with, with absolute respect and uh, not, not in a bad way, but E15 is very, taking itself very seriously, you know? Mm. It was, you know, really seriously getting into the drama and bite your, sink your teeth into some of that. It wasn't like we're going to produce singing tap dancing little starlets that are gonna want fame and nothing else Mm. so yeah i also think something interesting that you said is yes of course there are other stories like harrison ford and liam neeson is also another one i think that started really late getting into Mm. acting but funny enough that you said that because as you were saying it i was thinking the opposite i was thinking all i hear are these stories like 
people that are Millie Bobby like, Brown literally came out of yeah, her womb. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown came, came out of her mother's away. womb, like, like <laughs> right onto, on, into, onto the yeah, set of Stranger Things. <laughs> onto the set of Stranger Things, literally. And, or like you have these people, like Orlando Bloom was literally like, like he literally hadn't even walked out the building of his drama school on his day of graduation. He was like, Peter Jackson was like, Lord of the Rings, you want it? You want <laughs> yeah, it? Literally. Yeah. Literally. And that, so, it's like, but that's the thing. It's like, why are we? Because do you get do you get this in like other work like, like lines of work? Like somebody who works in I don't know uh, finance in an office. Are they like oh? But then there was this like great finance manager that uh, only uh, got great when he was fifty five, and yeah. the rest of them that were sixteen and got like a finance manager. <laughs> Is that is that a thing or is it no? Just I think it is a creative thing. thing. I think, and I don't know why because I think it's, I think it's it's a creative but acting thing or a creative. I feel like it could be for. I feel like it could be for like artists as well in any way like writers, artists. Like imagine you're sitting there and you're trying to write. I don't know. Say you're trying to write another play, and you're sitting there like, oh, but. Uh, this person that wrote this play, like he was right, like Shakespeare had written like 400 plays by the time he was 12. And like, why mm. can't I write one play? Or oh, I, ha- I can't sure. produce some like a painting that I think is like groundbreaking, but like plays that are like all worth millions of pounds. Do you know what I mean? I think it can apply to to all different creative things. I think, things. no, yeah, you're dead. You're, you're right. Maybe it's because in creativity, we produce something. Like, there's a product that we can measure against other people's, you know? Yeah, that's true. So, like, there's, there's like, how many plays you've done, how many things you've written, how many paintings you've made. It's, it's a creative... You, you output your creativity into something which can then be measured or compared to other people. Whereas if you're, like, a mark... Like you said, banking... Someone's not, someone at Lloyd's Bank is not there, like, right now. Like, damn it, that boy at Santander got the job, like, two years earlier than me. They don't give a shit. Yeah, because it's like yeah. a, well, I guess it's just a, it's obviously competitive, but competitive in a different way. I think we've gone on a massive tangent with this, because <laughs> yeah. this is meant to be about you, baby, and your journey. But No, I mean, this is my journey. This is my journey as well, absolutely. No, abs- it's I, interesting no, to get into, because I think... That's one of the main things for me. Like, what what has been one of the biggest struggles for you? Actually, this is this is one of the questions. So, what what do you think has been one of the biggest struggles for you creatively and in your your career so far and your educational time? Like, what has been one of the biggest struggles for you going through this? Hmm. That's a hard question to ask. What's been my biggest struggle? I don't know. I I feel like. I guess my biggest struggle is or has been trying to trying not to be too hard on myself and trying to believe that I can actually be good at something you know I think like and we talked about this before like with that acting circle especially the drama school circle like was so intense in so many great ways I mean it really it really uh, shapes you but it also, I think coming out of that, it was so hard. You were, di- like, I, I know it's like the third time I've mentioned this, but you were doing everything for somebody else. And you were constantly trying to um, impress someone. And 
I, I think it was, it takes, it's been a, yeah, it's taken hard. It's weird. I can't speak all of a sudden. It's, um, it's been a difficult thing to try and believe Break in myself. And tr- yeah, believe in myself and trust myself and, and know my own um, worth, I guess. You know, like for ages I was, uh, I thought like, I'm a good writer, but I don't, I didn't, you know, do anything with it. And then I, and then I, took me ages to finally ask someone, hey, will you, will you um, read my stuff and maybe you can publish it? This is when I started doing magazines. And then, then they did. And then I got a bit more confidence because that was so successful. And they just said that they liked it straight away. And then I applied for another magazine. And I also, maybe it's luck or maybe I, you know, even this, like now me saying, oh, maybe I just got lucky. It's hard sometimes to be like, no. I'm good. I'm the same good way, yeah. yeah. The same way that you're like, oh, I'm an actor. You know, like I'm an actor. Some something about maybe it is maybe it is something to do with the creative world as well, where we are. We're I so hard know. on ourselves because we are we're so like hard on ourselves for perfection. Yeah, ourselves yeah, out, of there, out there yeah. for people to judge us. Like, yeah, that is literally it. Like, we're putting you're putting your writing out there for people to enjoy, and yeah. that's the main thing. I'm putting performances out for people to enjoy. Our artists are putting art out all of this stuff but the thing is when you bear yourself and you actually put something out there you have to let yourself be open to criticism as well like it's it's gonna happen and yeah. i think that's such a scary thing because a lot of other people in other kind of lines of work don't necessarily have such a harsh um kind of punch in the face of that kind of criticism do you know what i mean mm. like we put our work out there and there is so much there's such a high chance that people are gonna go like this is shit get rid of it yeah and, and- that's hard to fucking come to terms with, you know, like before that, that stops you from wanting to put your work out in the first place. That questions, you question yourself and your worth and how good you are and how talented you are. And that's yeah. just a really difficult thing to kind of bear, bear through your life, you know, like ha- have that on your shoulders all the time. I also think, I also think people feel that they are entitled to expressing their opinion a lot more when it comes to creativity and artists, you know, like you wouldn't go like you, you would have no problem telling somebody, "Mm, I liked that performance, but I didn't like this, this, and this, or like you said, like giving this sort of critique critiques or feedback. And we have to take that, you know, like I got people when I, when I put my article out there, I got people messaging me. Somebody said something, I don't know, like just, Stuff where I thought, who asked you for your opinion? Nobody. <laughs> but we, like you said, we're doing it for people. So that in, in turn, it's in, in creativity, you're putting a performance out there for people to enjoy. I'm writing for people to enjoy. So with that comes, yeah. People aren't, there's not, not everyone's going to enjoy it. And we have to prepare yeah. ourselves for that. And that's quite, prepare I think yourself like a, for the haters. <laughs> prepare yourself for the haters. The haters are going to hate. <laughs> they literally are. And yeah, that's literally one are. thing that you have to do is just, kind of keep pushing through and being like fair enough you're entitled to your own opinion but like I think that's why it's so difficult when in a creative role is because you're so like that you're so much more open to that like people feel like they have more of a right to do that you know you wouldn't it's hard because like I I can't speak on behalf of other careers and other people but I feel like you wouldn't like go up to a doctor and be like excuse me like I think you did that really well but like you also did that terribly exactly it's like this is what I mean because they're not doing it for the we're doing it for our uh yeah 
our art, our art form, whatever that be, singing, dancing, acting, writing, is for the consumption of others. So mm. in that sense, yes, people are way more entitled to Jesus Christ, Martha, what happened? There's so, honey, I You've got an ambulance going on. I live on the main road. It this is the London life, time. baby. This is the this London is the... life. Every time, I live, every time I'm on the podcast, though, it's like literally all the sirens. <laughs> Ten people are dying. <laughs> every terrible. time you do a podcast, someone in Hackney dies. Not in Hackney. Well, sorry, where are you? Beckham. What's the difference? Uh, there's a huge difference, baby. When you come back over to the UK, I'll show you on a map <laughs> the difference, okay? <laughs> okay. Fine. Hackney South London too, then, huh? I don't even want to answer that question. My geography in London is terrible. I do yeah. believe you're no. like Sweetie is so far away. People are I listening. Like, Sweetie, I'm going to check that right now. I really do believe no, it's not. No. No. Hackney, mate. No, it's not. Hackney is east near Stratford. Southeast, is it? Uh, it's no, it's not southeast. It's northish. I don't know what considers as east. So yeah, I'm going to say North. Let's just stick with North, that's great. Let's just stop talking about our geography in London because it's embarrassing. <laughs> 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 so with your writing then, obviously, just to touch on it quickly, you were saying that now you're writing for magazines. Like, how did that come about and what, what made you go down that path? Be, well, I started writing for magazines because... When did you become Carrie Bradshaw? <laughs> when... <laughs> Oh my goodness, I literally started, you have no idea. At the end of the day, I actually started an article with, I couldn't help but wonder. I actually started <laughs> an article and I sent it to the editor and he didn't say anything. So I think, honestly, Carrie Bradshaw, move over. Yeah, it's, move over Jacob Clark's in town, baby. Mean, across town. Meanwhile, across <laughs> town, Martha was doing her podcast. <laughs> literally, you need to be Carrie Bradshaw. But how did you get into it? How did it start? I, uh... It's like, it was a time when I stopped, I put my play away for a bit and I thought, okay, you know, I've written some of that. I need to just enjoy life now, enjoy Amsterdam, which I love so much and just do my stuff here. And then I wanted to keep writing. Obviously I wanted to do something creative and I knew I was not going to be doing the acting. So I, yeah, I just, like I said, I just, I just winged it. And I, I finally believed in myself enough to be like, this is actually okay. And then I, I sent it to an editor and then he he liked it and I started writing. So I started writing for this gay magazine in Amsterdam. And uh, one of my friends is also a writer there. Uh, well, we kind of became friends through that. But um, uh, yeah, and then I, and then, and the reason I started doing that was because I liked, I liked being, even if you're interviewing someone, the way you write it obviously still matters. So some of them are interviews and some of them are, some of the pieces I write are just my, my opinion, me speaking on things. Mm. And um, I don't know, I, I just enjoyed, I enjoyed doing it. Like I had the, I have my own column in the, in the gay magazine and I, you and are I write. You are I am Kate Bradshaw, right? You are. And You're I just write about my life and then I just, I don't know, something, you and I always did this as well, which is, in our when when we spoke to each other and as part of our humor part of our friendship we we would always exaggerate things to the max you know how we used to do that yeah of course 
Yeah. Like you'd rub your toe and you'd be like, I need it amputated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Literally. I I still remember to this day, there was one point when you said, when you were describing that like a bicycle basically cycles, you're crossing the road and the bicycle cycles a little bit too fast in front of you. And you were like, I literally got mowed down. (laughs) 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 Oh dear. Drama queen. yeah, Dark Queen, this is perfect for the podcast. Exactly. So I am um, I love writing stories that are like or like stories about myself or my friends or people I interview and then just sort of making it entertaining, you know, because that's what the magazine is for. It's not it's not a, a academic, you know, analytical piece about politics. It's meant to be fun reading so you take the story and then you can add these little details and, and just make it I don't know I just really yeah. enjoy doing that yeah I love how Making you say like I just sent it to an editor like how what did you just literally hi my name's Jacob Clark I want to write for your magazine or did like, I lit- yeah literally. yeah I literally that I literally said yeah literally that I said hi and I and I and I remember thinking girl who do you think you are like who do you think you are the person is gonna reply like if if they reply they're gonna reply like eh, no. <laughs> uh, can I can you just send me over your uh, university transcripts please and they're like ah <laughs> I have none where did you get a degree no I'm on the phone to Harvard right now and they said he had no Jacob Clark there so I didn't know <laughs> No, but I, 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 um, I basically told the editor, I think this is also something to that we had with auditions. If you, again, if you believe in yourself, people start to believe in you. You're like, oh, you know? Yeah. So I told the editor, like, listen, I really like your magazine, but I think you can tell that the people that write for your magazine at the moment are, you know, a certain age. They're white, cisgender males that are this between 30, you know, they had a kind of tone to it. It was very serious. And then I came in and I, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I think I just told them what I could offer, what was not happening at the moment. I said I could write from a, a young guy's perspective, somebody who is not really, um, yeah, somebody who's learning about all of this stuff at the same time as the readers are. So it's sort of, you know fresher yeah fresh hmm, fresh perspective fresh perspective i love it and it's going well and you're still writing for them you're still carrie bradshaw on a weekly basis i'm still carrie bradshaw on a weekly basis in fact i after this podcast i have an interview for with uh with someone which is going to be amazing uh she's a She's a, I don't, oh, I need to learn the correct terms before I go to the interview. She is, she, let me just say, she works in the red light district. Okay, nice. Yeah, I Living don't know if I'm her. allowed to say. Well, That's she fine. Has. Maybe don't say her yeah. name because I don't know if we're allowed to do that. But, no, I mean, I'm not going to say her name. Yeah, it's fab. Very interesting. And I'm going to uh, just interview her about her story. Oh, and she's also, she's also transgender. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. So it's opening, broadening the perspectives even more. Loving it. Living yeah, for absolutely. It. Living for so, it, yeah. a couple more questions then, because we have literally been speaking for nearly 40 minutes, which I is nuts. That. It goes so quickly. Um, what would you say then is the plan for the future for you? What's the goal now? Get fat and die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit more. Bit, sorry. What's my plan? For the future. Um, 
well, I'm doing career-wise. my career, yeah, career wise. Okay, I'm doing my, have an amazing body, uh, have lots of money, <laughs> and maybe Bali someday. <laughs> um, career wise, well, I'm doing my course now, which is the creative business, and I'm writing, and I would like to. I think it would be very interesting, and I mentioned this to you before, to do PR or to do sort of, I'm, I'm, I'm very fascinated with the way in which something is perceived and the way you can do that. And I don't know, I think part of it is because of this background in acting that I have, where I think, or, or I don't know, there's just something that kind of I, subconsciously makes me remember the training at East 15. I don't know what I'm applying to it, but I just feel like from there and then with this writing, if I was to do PR and I was to sort of, I don't know, change people's perceptions on, on you know, like, okay, in, in acting, I guess this is it. In acting, you're trying to get people to feel things and you're mm-hmm. trying to get people to empathize with the situation or to, or to, yes, you're trying to convey some sort of emotion. And I think PR could be, it could be, I mean, it could be really boring depending where you work, but it could be interesting if you, if you have someone who, or a business, let's say that's, um, that's that's gone under scandal and, or just done something scandalous and it's your job to try and save the face of the business by sort of making people feel something else, you know, like, uh, I don't know. I just, I just find it really, really interesting. And I would also really love to, um, maybe have my own magazine one day, be an editor of my own magazine. Oh my I think God. that'd be I think that'd be very fascinating. Yeah, dream big, baby. I love that. Dream big, why not? Basically I want to be Anna Winter and I will be by the time <laughs> I will be Anna Winter by the time I'm done. I mean maybe not her anymore because I feel like she's a bit uh, uh, she kind of like slightly cancelled at the moment. So maybe like a yeah. more open and accepting well, the, and if she's cancelled then perfect. I'm quitting university to, tomorrow. If her yeah. job position is open, I'm going to disappear. I know. I think just the I think just the uh, the magazine in general is just not very diverse and open. No, so true. we don't want to go there. We want to be somewhere that's like a bit more diverse, open, understanding, Absolutely. fighting for what's right. Absolutely. You know, that's what you should look into more because you don't want to be somewhere that's just like fucking old school and no stuffy. Shite. No stuffy. No, I want to be. On, fresh, the foref- new, on the forefront of mm, yes, fresh new content. Yeah, the revolution. That could be the name of a magazine: a fresh perspective. Oh, mm. ooh. ooh. Like Would so, you read that? Of course, honey. I read anything that you write. <laughs> you can literally write in your own shit on a piece of toilet paper, and I would read it. With my own shit. <laughs> <I would read laughs> and you'd it. pay money for it. Yeah, of course I would. You have to support your friends. Of so what advice then, closing up kind of, second to last question, what advice would you give to other younger people, already age really, that are looking to kind of like start to get into writing or performing? What, what kind of, mainly writing, I guess, because that's what your, your passion is at the moment. So what kind of advice would you give to people that are looking to do this, but maybe haven't got the kind of drive to just jump in or maybe a bit too scared to jump in and go for it? I would say, I would say get yourself... Oh, well, this is what I was going to say if they wanted to do acting, but I guess it would be the same thing. Get yourself an education. Because, of course, there's, it's never too late in life. You can be 40 and you can do a Harrison Ford and change your career. It's fine. But I really, if I was, 
Yeah, I, I sometimes think if I had not done that BTEC, I still could have done the E15. But if I had not done that BTEC, it would not be so hard for me now to switch subjects and go to somewhere else. So if you're doing A-levels or if you're doing sort of that younger sort of education, do something that's not too specific and then and then find out what you really like and narrow it down. And if you're into doing acting, just start um, writing, just start practicing, I guess. You know, I I also, uh, which I also felt like, oh my gosh, when I first moved to Amsterdam, how do I start? Like physically, mm. of course you can, of course you start by typing keys on your laptop, but how do you start actually writing? And I guess people just, if you just actually start, I know it sounds really dumb, like start a blog, even if nobody's going to read it, start a blog, start writing, start practicing to write and start finding out the way, yeah the way you, you're writing your own writing style and stuff. I love that. So basically just like put yourself out there and just do it. I think that's a lot of people's advice to do with creative things like that we've had so far is like, just do it. Like write all the time, like act all as like basically just create whatever your yeah. path of work is, just create as much as you can and spend as much time working and honing yeah. your skills and just don't be just start because otherwise you're never going to get anywhere and 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 i know this is not my advice but i'm going to i'm going to take ian's advice again so if you are younger and you are wondering how to get into writing or acting make your own work you know like for me when i when i when i sent the editor my work i didn't I didn't approach him and say, hey, I haven't written anything. Um, would you like to? No, I, I, I took it upon myself to write an article, which I thought that would fit in his magazine without him asking for it. And then I sent that article to him. So just create your own works. Don't, don't wait for somebody else to give you an opportunity. Make your own. Oh, my gosh. That's who, so good. I who need to have. Like who who am I, girl? Somebody quote me and put it on their fridge now. <laughs> Make your own opportunities. Is that right? Yeah. So saying that then, last question. You're, are you 24 or 25? Or 26? 20... Oh, fuck you. 25, <laughs> We're the so same age. Old you old spinster. You old spinster. You old spinster. You like, yeah, I love it. You old Geriatric. Um, oh my God. So what advice then, 10 years back, this is one that I end for everyone. What advice would you give to your 15-year-old self knowing everything that you know now? Oh, my gosh. That was going to be my answer. I just gave my answer. I was Well, <laughs> one of the things I would say is don't do that B-Tech boy. Don't do it. Just do something a little bit more big. Uh, another piece of advice I would give myself. Oh, my God. It's just so many things. You mean about career, right? Well, just the, just like a couple of things in general, really, like that have helped the, everything you know now that just advice that you'd give to yourself to kind of prepare yourself for everything that you know and where you are now and to get through everything that you've been through. Yeah, um, I would say be, oh, it's so tricky. Yeah, I would say, like I said, get yourself an education and uh and also just on a personal level, be because I remember 15 was right before I came out to my parents. And then that was a shit show for like five years. So mm. I would say, I don't know, just uh, don't uh, don't let people uh, let the haters hate. Be yourself, love yourself, be confident 
I guess, and um, and work hard. And don't dye your hair blonde, because that was a big mistake of mine. <laughs> that was tragic. <laughs> Trage. Do you remember what we used to say? So trash. So trash. <laughs> tragic. <laughs> well, there you go. What a beautiful, what a beautiful bit of advice to end on, honey. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so thankful it. to have you on here. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I loved it, baby. I always have so much fun chatting with you, and um, it's beautiful. And I'm really proud of you doing this this podcast. You're uh, you're rocking it, and I can't wait to listen to the next ones. Yay, I love you. Thank you. Say, say bye to everyone, darling. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. You can follow me on Instagram, Messy Jacob. Thank you so, 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 so much. And uh, and you can read me, read all about me when I'm out of winter. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. Thank you. Ciao, ciao.